At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. People everywhere are starting to listen. It's going on. French, British, Italian, Japanese television. This is the wide world of Weingarten. Welcome back to the wide world of Weingarten, episode seven. I hope you guys had a good weekend betting. I had a pretty good Saturday. I won a lot on college football. I gave most of it back or probably all of it back and then a little bit on the NFL and golf on Sunday, unfortunately. So I uh, hope you guys had a had a better weekend overall than I did. But uh, we move on, and there's a lot to talk about. So, uh, yeah, the Dodgers down 2-0 to the Braves in the NLCS, coming back to L.A. for their game on Tuesday. Walker Buehler's minus 190 versus Charlie Morton plus 130. Sorry, plus 160. Uh, I did not bet the the side in Game 3, but I did take a bet on the Dodgers series price today at plus 160. I think if they get a game back tomorrow, the series price will flip back to about Dodgers minus 150. Uh, I think the Dodgers have had their backs to the walls twice already in elimination games this playoffs, and I'm not overly concerned about them dropping two games on the road via ninth inning walk-offs. Those are just kind of some of the coin flips that happen in baseball. Um, you know, being down... 2-0 is not the end of the world. Being down 3-0 is, is going to be a bad spot if they get there. But, uh, you know, coming back, having having the, the next two games at home, a uh, chance to even the series, I, I think the Dodgers are in a pretty decent spot and getting plus money here. Uh, I see a lot of people were complaining last night about Dave Roberts and his bullpen management and bringing Julio Urias in, in the eighth inning, which is sort of, for me, like, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of tired of debating... Dodgers bullpen stuff. You either got to give Roberts benefit of the doubt after uh, this many years and, you know, a World Series championship, or 
you uh, you're just going to complain about everything. So I, I didn't really have a problem with them bringing uh, Julio Urias in when they did. It's just kind of unfortunate that they got walked off twice on the road. So uh, yeah, like I said, series price plus 160. It's a good good spot to uh, get the Dodgers plus money if they couldn't uh, even out the series here. On to the Red Sox Astros. They're tied 1-1. Game three today. Uh, I bet more Red Sox series price plus 105 at DraftKings. The game threes at Boston in Boston later today. Red Sox are minus 120 with Eduardo Rodriguez pitching against Jose Herquidi. Uh I think the Astros are going to run out of pitching, and it's just a question of how many games it's going to take to grind them out. You saw they had uh, they had a lot of pitching problems in the last game, two grand slams, two innings. The the day off day offs always help teams at this point in the season. You give those relievers and everybody a, a day to rest, but uh, they still have the same problems. They just don't have enough arms to really get through this series. So uh, I'm I'm on the Red Sox. I bet more Red Sox series price. I'm uh, I'm anticipating a Red Sox Dodgers World Series. Tomorrow we'll talk more about the Arizona Fall League, the, the prospect league that's going on in Arizona right now. Uh, Spencer Torkelson and Michael Toglia are tearing it up. Uh, Toglia is a first base prospect for the Rockies. Torkelson, first base, third base for the Tigers, likely going to break camp with them. Be one of the AL Rookie of the Year favorites. He was the first pick in the draft last year. Superb talent. Looking forward to talking more about that this week. Uh, but but really, I just want to jump into the NFL and go through the games. So uh, we have Jaguars. Jaguars beat Dolphins 20, 23-20 in the early game in London. Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer got their first NFL win. Uh, snapped the second longest losing streak in NFL history. Dolphins are 1-5, and, and two attack of Iloa hasn't looked great. Lawrence was 25 for 41 for... 319 yards and a touchdown, now has uh, 1,465 yards on the season, seven touchdowns, uh, eight interceptions in his first NFL starts. He's currently plus 750 for Offensive Rookie of the Year, and uh, he's really going to need to pick up his performance over the remaining 11 weeks to have a serious shot at Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'd say the Jaguars would need to win probably four or five more games for Lawrence to have a serious offensive rookie of the year case. Uh, fortunately, they have this post-London post bye week to regroup and focus on the upcoming second half of their season. Um, Jaguars have a fairly easy end of the season schedule, too, for them to look forward to. They have Texans at Jets at Patriots who aren't looking like a playoff team and the Colts are final month. So you could see Lawrence put together a nice stretch of games going into the end of the season and getting some buzz. I have some 10 to one already, not necessarily looking to add more at seven and a half, but uh, he, he will be there in the, the conversation for the, the remainder of the season. I suspect if the, the Jaguars could win a couple more games Packers 24, Bears 14, new quarterback for the Bears, same result for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers summed it up with the I own you quote. It's uh, the NFC North is the Packers division as long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy. Uh, it was a pretty balanced offensive attack from the Packers this week. They had uh, 31 
31 rushing attempts, 23 passing attempts for Rodgers, 17 completions, 195 yards, two passing touchdowns, a late rushing touchdown to seal the game and really rub it into the Bears fans. Uh, Rodgers occupies that second MVP tier with Stafford and Brady for me. Uh, the Packers are on a five-game win streak. I I'm not really interested in Rodgers' MVP odds here around 10-1. to 1. Uh, another touchdown, another game without a touchdown for Devontae Adams. Adams leads the NFL in receiving yards, and he's in a three-way tie for most receptions with Cooper Cup and Tyree Kill, but his lack of touchdown receptions is probably going to kill his offensive player of the year chances. He's 10-1. to 1. Uh, I bet a little bit on him, but he's, he's really not standing out for me um, in that field where Derrick Henry's the favorite. Uh, Justin Fields, 16 for 27 passing for... 174 yards, a touchdown and a pick, added 43 yards rushing. He's about 8-1 to one offensive rookie of the year. Isn't really good enough for me to consider. Uh, he, he might get a couple wins, but he's going to need a lot better stats than that to, to have a, a serious case. On to the Bengals and the Lions. I said it before, and I'll say it again. The next time Jared Goff wins a game in the NFL, it will be the first time he wins a game in his professional career where Sean McVay is not his head coach. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying that every week because it blows my mind that he keeps getting starts. Um, and it's it's just crazy to me. Goff was 28-42, 202 yards in interception and a 34-11 loss to the Bengals. Their sixth consecutive loss to open the season. I was more surprised the press conference after the game. Dan Campbell kind of kind of called out Goff to the press and said he needs to step up. They expect more out of him, and I totally understand that. But I'm also looking at at the team around him, and I'm I'm kind of shocked that Dan Campbell would would have the audacity to to say that about his quarterback Goff or otherwise. Um, it's, it's such a thankless job being an NFL quarterback on a bad team. And it's the second time in 12 months that, that Goff's been thrown under the bus by his head coach. I, I imagine he's, he's probably a little tired of it. Uh, and, and, you know, my, the, the other side of that, I'd say, well, just play better and, you know, do your job, etc. But, uh, I, I could just see the, the it, it, being in a bad situation like the Lions is definitely wearing on everybody, especially Goff. I can't imagine that that uh, that this is a long-term uh, thing with with Campbell and Goff both being there. Um, but I've been super unimpressed with Dan Campbell, and I had I had high expectations, or you know, even moderate expectations for him being uh, being a decent head coach. But so far, I've just been absolutely unimpressed with him, and the the way he he spoke about Goff after the game just uh, was another check in the the negative box for me there. Uh, the Bengals, on the other hand, they're four and two. Joe Burrow looks healthy, recovered from blowing out his knee last season. The decision to dra draft Jamar Chase over Penai Seawall looks excellent after six weeks, especially with Seawall not not playing. Excellent tackle for the Lions. Uh, Chase is the offensive rookie of the year favorite, under three to one. Even after his last game versus the, the Lions, where he only had four receptions for 97 yards and no touchdowns, uh, half of those yards came on one reception, a 53-yard catch in the third quarter. Uh, Chase has shown the ability to make long plays like that. He's done that every game. Uh, unfortunately, the, the no touchdowns hurt him. It also hurt me, I bet. Anytime touchdown scorer for Chase, plus 105. I bet it again live at halftime, plus 290. So I was out a couple bets there. Um, I, I understand why he's the offensive rookie of the year favorite. I don't think it's a good bet under three to one, 
but uh, w- with the lack of quarterbacks really uh, take, taking advantage or taking the lead in this race, other than Mac Jones, who's you know been average and isn't on on a, a potential playoff team, isn't winning a lot of games, I, I could totally see why why Chase is the favorite. He's currently fourth in the NFL in receiving yards, while having almost 20 less catches than Adams, Cup, and Hill. But I have no interest in betting him at three to one for offensive rookie of the year. If you can bet at FanDuel, or uh, I think BetMGM also has the same number. He's 100 to one for offensive player of the year, and I understand that that's crazy and it's a real long shot. But it's a passing league. There's a lot of games left. The Bengals look like a playoff team. If I did want to get money on him, and if you do think that he is going to win offensive rookie of the year. I would say compare his numbers to A.J. Brown or Justin Jefferson's rookie seasons the last two years, and if he can hit benchmark numbers like that, I would totally expect him to be a potential offensive uh, player of the year candidate, and I'd much rather back him at 100-1 to in that market than 3-1 to in the offensive rookie of the year market. If he does win offensive rookie of the year, I think you could make a very good argument for him being offensive player of the year. Uh, Sounds a little crazy, but remember I said 100 to 1 for Patrick Mahomes' most interceptions last week. That's 10 to 1 now. DraftKings 25 to 1 now at FanDuel. So sometimes 100 to 1 is just 100 to 1. You take a shot. Texans Colts. David Mills had 243 yards, two interceptions, and the Texans were held without a touchdown. Mills is going to get more starts, but I can't really advocate betting more money on his offensive rookie of the year candidacy, even if you're getting like 200 to 1. I mean, it's just. It's not going going anywhere. Uh, Colts got their second win of the season, and I have to say I didn't really watch a lot of this game. So the the less I say about either of these teams, the better. I'm just not not impressed too too much with either team this season. Rams 38, Giants 11. Not a lot of good things to say about the Giants either. They let Daniel Jones throw the ball 51 times versus the Rams defense, and he threw three interceptions and fumbled twice. It was a Quite the rough day at the office for him. Cooper Cup, probably the best receiving option for Offensive Player of the Year. Nine receptions, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. Cup is uh, clearly loving the upgrade from Jared Goff to Matt Stafford. He's probably been the uh, the, the number one beneficiary of that change, except for uh, Sean McVay's mental health. Um, Stafford has had 251 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, one interception on 22-28 uh, passing attempts. Uh, he's an MVP candidate, but I'm gonna. Dr- I'm not. I'm not gonna drop his odds for having a game like this against the Giants. It's kind of like what I said about some of Brady's blowout wins versus bad teams. You know, you're expected to throw four touchdowns versus the Dolphins or or versus the Giants. Like big deal. It's not gonna gonna really move your MVP numbers. Let's see how they play against better teams. Unfortunately, we won't get to see how the Rams play against better teams for a while because their next two games are against the Lions and the Texans. So it should allow for some more stat padding for Stafford, and he should be one of the front runners into the in the MVP race going into the Rams by week mid-November. The Chiefs, Chiefs beat Washington 31-13. I was ready to lead the Chiefs' funeral parade when they were down 13-10 at halftime to Washington. I bet Washington against the spread money line pregame. I bet the two half under, second half under, and Washington again at the half. Um, lost a, a bit of money on this game. 
kind of looked stupid. Uh, like I said, it looked a lot better at halftime. Patrick Mahomes threw for 397 yards with two touchdowns, two interceptions. He has eight interceptions on the year. He's currently tied with Trevor Lawrence for second, uh, only one behind the, the leader, Zach Wilson, at nine. DraftKings cut his most interception odds from 100 to 1, 10 to 1, still 25 to 1 at FanDuel. So I guess uh, sometimes it pays to listen to me. Um, I've been consistently unimpressed with Washington on and off the field this season. I was unimpressed with their hastily thrown together tribute for Sean Taylor in an attempt to deflect some of the recent Brad, bad press surrounding the team and the Gruden email scandal. Uh, it was kind of gross to me and I tried to think about it as little as possible the more I thought about what, what they were doing. Um, this is probably a situation where Washington would benefit from moving on from Ron Rivera sooner than later. They don't have a quarterback, but uh, it's going to be hard to attract top-tier talent that wants to work for Dan Snyder. That's always been the problem. It'll probably remain the problem. Uh, Vikings beat the Panthers 34-28 in overtime. Both of these teams have deficiencies that are going to prevent them from being serious contenders, but at least the Panthers are kind of on their way up. Well, the Vikings are kind of stuck with uh, Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins, and no one's ever going to really convince me that that's going to be a winning head coach, super uh, head, head coach, quarterback tandem. Uh, Panthers offensive coordinator Joe Brady will be a head coach in the next year or two once he finds the opportunity he likes. Um, in the meantime, I don't think either of these teams are going anywhere the rest of the season. The Chargers, Chargers flew back east and got the crap kicked out of them 34-3 to by the Ravens. Aside from a touchdown before, the half before halftime, the Chargers were never really in the game. Justin Herbert had one of the worst starts of his young career, 22-39 passing for 195 yards and a touchdown and an interception. He led the team with two rushing yards for 12 touchdowns to kind of give you some context to how thoroughly uh, dominating the Ravens were. They, they just bottled up everything. Um, not a not a not a great game for the the Chargers, but uh, they'll, they'll they'll have some some better situations coming up. Lamar Jackson was also a fairly pedestrian, nineteen for twenty seven for one hundred sixty seven yards with touchdown, two interceptions, fifty one yards rushing. Um, the other side of that is he didn't really have to do anything. Game was a blowout pretty much the entire time. Like I said, the Chargers were never really in it. They just didn't show up. Um, his performance didn't move the needle on his MVP odds, but I'd be happy to bet more on 12 to one this week, especially uh, Rashad Bateman made his debate four receptions, 29 yards on six targets. He'll be a guy who I'm looking to bet first touchdown, anytime touchdown in the upcoming weeks, won't be an offensive rookie of the year contender. Um, Odafi Owe, <clears throat> excuse me, he didn't appear on the stat sheet at all this week, but he saw his defensive rookie of the year odds drop to eight to one. Uh, one of the favorites, he was on the field for 73% of plays versus the Chargers. He does does appear in other ways that don't don't generate statistics. He's he he has a pretty nice pass pass rush win rate. Uh, I've been impressed with him. I think eight to one is a more reasonable price than what he's been the last couple weeks. Um, another important note on the Chargers, I said they'll have some easier situations coming up. The Chargers have played the second toughest schedule in the NFL, strength schedule-wise, to start the year. That schedule drops to 29th going forward, so that's something to look forward to for them. 
Uh, I still like Staley for coach of the year. He's still plus 450. I think they they have, you know, a, a lot of contenders and a lot of a lot of different markets. Asante Samuel Jr. for uh, defensive rookie of the year. They're still live to win the division. Uh, it was just a bad week. They'll They'll get over it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Cardinals Cardinals beat the Broncos 37-14. Kyler Murray remains at the top of the MVP board with 20 for 30. Uh, passing day, 229 yards, four touchdowns. He only rushed seven times for six yards, and it's definitely been by design that Murray is running less. 
uh, to keep him healthy and to expose him to less opportunities to get injured. Uh, I'd still rather bet Lamar Jackson at 12 to one over Kyler Murray around five to one here. The, the Browns defense is the main focus of my intention this week. They gave up 37 points following a week where they gave up 47 points uh, to the Chargers, and yet somehow Miles Garrett is still the defensive player of the year favorite, although uh, Trayvon Diggs is closing in on him very quickly. The The reason why uh, Garrett is the favorite is with his, his sack this week against the Cardinals in his 57th career game. He's the third fastest player in NFL history since sacks became an official stat in 1982 to reach uh, 50 career sacks. The only the only two uh, players who did it faster than him are Reggie Wyatt and Derek Thomas, both Hall of Famers, both elite uh, rushing defensive end slash linebacker, Derek Thomas. Uh, still wouldn't vote for him defensive player of the year on a defense, like I said, that's given up uh, 47 and 37 points in back-to-back weeks. I just can't can't justify that if I had a vote. He's a very good player, but my money and my vote are both on Trevon Diggs right now. Aaron Donald, obviously the other guy. He's the best defensive lineman in the NFL, regardless of what statistics say about Miles Garrett doing doing stuff this week or 50, you know, getting the most sacks. Big deal. Aaron <clears throat> Aaron Donald's still better. Um, Jeremiah Owusu Kormoa was a defensive rookie of the year contender for the Browns. Now he's out several weeks with a high ankle sprain. That's likely going to derail his defensive player of the year. And that's another reason why uh, Owe saw his odds drop this week. Um, Raiders 34, Broncos 24. I bet the Broncos minus three and a half. It closed minus five. There wasn't really a single moment in the game where I was excited to be holding that that Broncos ticket. It was clear it was a loser from the start. Uh, one of a string of, of losses for me on Sunday. Um, I'm kind of surprised the Broncos usually play better at home and you know they lose but they just they were never in this game really and uh, I might just have to consider the fact that the Broncos aren't good and I was wrong and I hyped them up a little too much. The Raiders, on the other hand, I'm not ready to change my mind that that they're a good team, although I might have been a little early on their burial. Uh, defensive back, cornerback Nate Hobbs from, uh, from, from Illinois. He was a fifth-round pick. He had 11 tackles in this game. He's playing very well for uh, a rookie, let alone a fifth-round corner thrown in the starting lineup. He's 100-1 to for defensive rookie of the year, and I think that's a compelling price when you compare to, like, Patrick Sertain at 5-1. to I don't know, you know, what what's Patrick Sertain necessarily doing better on the Broncos than Nate Hobbs is doing on the Raiders. Uh, Sante Samuel, 10-1 to uh, on the Chargers. Same thing. Nate Hobbs is comparable. Um... Uh, I think you know, like like I mentioned several times. I think, and when you're getting anything at a hundred to one, you, you really got to consider it. Um, <clears throat> I will definitely consider it this week. I haven't bet it yet. Probably we'll talk more about that tomorrow. I'll, I'm going to dive in more to some of the rookie cornerback stuff. There's a lot of cornerbacks, even like Eric Stokes in Green Bay, that are playing well, but uh, I, I don't necessarily think the odds reflect which one is is the true leader so we'll we'll talk more about that tomorrow or later this week when i have a chance to dive into those numbers 
the Cowboys Patriots. That was a game I watched most of that game actually. Uh, Twenty-seven points scored in the fourth quarter. Uh, reminder that it's really hard to bet unders in the NFL. This weekend, I bet the Chargers, I bet the Browns, I bet the Patriots, I bet the Broncos. It was not my finest week of NFL handicapping. I also had Washington in there, so uh, I had a lot of losses this week. It was not great. Fortunately, I had I had a lot of wins on Saturday to make up for it. It's a lot easier to lose money after you win money, but it still sucks. Uh, Cowboys outgained the Pats. By 230 yards, had 15 more first downs. So this is a bet I'm not super upset about losing. I don't even think the Patriots were the right side. In hindsight, uh, Patriots got their first third down conversion with 11 minutes left in the game. Uh, Trevon Diggs, he had an interception, returned it for go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter, only to immediately blow coverage on Kendrick Bourne on the next play and give up a 75-yard touchdown to give the Patriots back the lead. That was Diggs' seventh interception of the year. His second returned for a touchdown and helped drop his defensive player of the year numbers to 5-1, to one, only slightly behind Miles Garrett at plus 450. I mentioned this was a good bet at 18 to 1 or 20 to 1 a couple weeks ago. So hopefully you guys have gotten in on it. Uh, it's one of my favorite bets, one of my biggest bets of the season. So I'm a big Trayvon Diggs fan. I think it's going to take 11, 12 interceptions for Diggs to win Defensive Player of the Year. But uh, you know, after after six weeks, he's about halfway there. He's he's ahead of the pace. Um, as much as I want to ding him for giving up that 75-yard touchdown and blowing the coverage, fact is the Cowboys were only in that position because Diggs turned the interception for a touchdown on the previous play, and he was probably just tired from you know running the ball back and celebrating. He had to go back out there, you know, blue coverage. Got to give him a break, I guess. Uh, opponents have recorded a negative 37.2 EPA. EPA is expected points added when targeting Diggs as the nearest defender this season per NFL Next Gen stats. Negative um, 37.2. That's almost twice as much as, as the next uh, nearest defender in all of football. So again, Diggs is a worthy defensive player of the year candidate and might even get some MVP votes. Um, Patriots, they're 0-4 they're at home. 2-4 and four on the season. Their playoff chances are fading fast. Uh, it's unfortunate because a missed field goal against the Bucks and a couple fumbles have prevented them from being 4-2 and two or 5-1. And one. and uh, Bill Belichick's not, not looking great late, lately. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady walking out and winning the Super Bowl was was the first, uh, the first shoe to drop, but... Uh, you know, they could could use a, a defensive back like Stephen Gilmore in a, a game where they, they just gave up 35 points and lost in overtime. And you just see kind of Belichick running off veterans right now. And it's not a good look. Not a, not a playoff team. Not uh, not super, super interested in them going forward. The, the Seahawks-Steelers was the Sunday night game. And there was a point on Sunday morning when I saw this was the Sunday night game and I, I laughed and I was like, oh, no, there's no way I'm going to actually watch this game. And I did. I watched half of it. I bet there would be under 20 points at like 18 to 1. Uh, it was never really live. They, they scored some touchdowns before halftime. Typically, you need a 0-0 score to, to really feel good about one of those bets going into halftime. I didn't get that. Uh, I, I stopped watching in the second half. I flipped over to the Dodgers to watch the end of that, and I just didn't turn it back on. It wasn't wasn't a, 
a great game for me. I do think TJ Watt is a defensive player of the year candidate, but he's he's behind Diggs, he's behind uh, Miles Garrett, he's behind Aaron Donald for me. So uh, he's he's there, he's in the picture. But uh, like I said, this this wasn't a game I I cared too much about, especially after halftime. Golf, we had we had golf this week. Um, the last last week, I'm sorry, the was wasn't the best week of golf all around. Alex Bjork finished tied for fourth at minus two. Min Min Woo Lee uh, tied second minus three. There were a couple times in the last two rounds I saw Bjork's odds to win drop around ten to one. But again, he was never really like he was there, but he wasn't. He wasn't really like he he was always one one stroke, two strokes behind. Really, really being being a contender. Um, I, I really did like that bet at a hundred to one, and you know, you know it's a good bet because now he's he's twenty five to one this week in the the next the next PGA Euro Euro Tour event. Um, but it sucks. It sucks when you back guy hundred to one, he gets the top five, and you know it's one of the things I'm always jealous of of the European betters who have access to much more robust golf betting odds than I I typically do, and they could bet top fives, top tens each ways. You know, and and you could you could make more money had had I been betting those top five, top ten each ways with Min Min Woo Lee and Bjork this weekend. I think I would have made some decent money, but I didn't. I just took some to win bets. Um, I don't actually know how I feel about Min Min Woo Lee getting second. Had he won, I probably would have been more upset that I backed him at sixty one. 60 to one instead of a hundred to one. So I, I guess I'm kind of happy he didn't win. I didn't get stuck winning with a bad number, but you know, also winning is always better than, than not winning. So, uh, you know, it kind of sucked. The, uh, the PGA also, I didn't have any, any, any success with any of my bets. We'll go over more PGA stuff tomorrow. The, the PGA Tour is going to Japan this week for my all-time favorite event, the Zoso Championship. The, tomorrow we'll also get into some college football stuff, the Heisman, some coach at Orgeron stuff that I wanted to get into today, but we're already running pretty long, so I'm going to save the, court, the coach Orgeron cult of personality stuff for tomorrow. Um, his downfall has been a long time coming and not surprising. I would totally expect him to, to see him still in college football next year as a recruiting coordinator slash defensive line coach, but this is probably the last time we're going to see him run a college football team, and that's that's a good thing. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my update from around the NFL today and what, what happened this weekend with, with the odds and a lot of the player award stuff. I hope, hope you find that information valuable. Um, we've had some good bets so far this season and I'll be back tomorrow to talk some more baseball. Like I said, I bet the Dodgers series price plus 160. I bet the Red Sox series price plus 105. I think we're going to see a Dodgers Red Sox world series and we'll talk a lot more baseball this week. We have the Arizona fall league to discuss some rising prospects and, uh, yeah, there's always, always stuff going on. It's going to be busy, busy, busy until the end of the season and the end of the year. So thank you for listening.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.